Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another great, super cool radio interview. I'm your host, as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have two incredible guests joining me at this time, and I'm very excited to chat with them. In June, they released their latest album entitled No Strings. Please welcome Janet Gardner and Justin James. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> So awesome to have you guys on the podcast, and I'm super excited to chat with you guys about like everything, no strings, and everything that's going on in music in general. I think it's gonna be very fun. Absolutely, we're excited too. <laughs> so I know um, before we start talking about uh, no strings, I know this is your um, second uh, album with Pavement Entertainment. Um, how was it like signing with them? What drew you guys to sign with them? Actually, this is our fourth album. Oh, fourth. Believe oh. it or not, yeah, four. The it's the second album under the Gardner James name. The first two albums we went under Janet Gardner only for the first two. So that's probably where the mix-up came in. But uh, yeah, it's um they've been great. We love them. Uh, super super great people over there, and we've had a great relationship where they. One of the nice thing is in the old days. Record labels would say, you need an album of this kind of song and you need 10 of them. With Pavement, we're fortunate enough that they kind of let us do what we do and be ourselves. And that's awesome. Oh, no, for sure. My, my apologies on my research for that. Um, uh, my apologies, but I see where the confusion might lie yeah, with that. No worries. No, yeah. I mean, that, that it is technically our second album as Gardner James. The second I got to throw my name on, <laughs> but all four of them have been the coolest. So, so I'm I'm curious for you guys. So like, um, when you guys decided to start like writing music together, was there any like um like hesitations or reservations about writing music together? Absolutely. Um, we both knew when we got married and got together that you know we met because we're musicians and we were scared to mix that into our marriage because. We didn't want the other one's feelings to get hurt if we didn't like what the other one did. So we avoided it for a while and it kind of happened by accident. And we realized pretty quickly that we enjoyed it. We had a great time. And next thing we knew it, every week we were writing a new song and finishing it. And it was really rewarding. And yeah, so here we are today, four albums later, and we're still loving it, still having a great time. And I joke around, you know, and a lot of married couples are going, well, what movie are we going to go see this week? And where are we going to go to dinner? We're going, what time are we going in the studio so we can write and record the next song? Because we enjoy it. We love it. No, I'm really happy, really glad for you guys that, you know, things are working out. You guys work very well together. And plus, you've been pumping out some really killer music as well. Thank you. So I, I did want to talk about, um, so obviously, No Strings uh, was released back in June. Uh, so for you guys, like I, I've heard that you guys um, record at home uh, for your music. Is that like a different experience to like record at home compared to like uh, in a studio? I think so. I think it's less pressure. I mean, because we're not on a time clock. Usually when you're in a big studio, there's a nice digital <clears throat> clock, you know, right above the mixing boards that are kind of it's your time limit. And once that runs out, you're gone, you're done, you know, and it's expensive. 
but at home we get the luxury of moving at our own pace and uh, really being able to dive in. And, you know, whenever you're writing the song, you hear it in your head first and it really allows you that time to get it to where you hear it and where you want it to be. Or like if I come up with something and she hears a different idea in her head, it gives us freedom for her to go try it this way. And usually I'll go, no, you're going to be wrong. And then I'm going, no, you're right, honey. That was better. <laughs> it's nice to just record in your slippers too. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't have to, yeah. You don't even have to get dressed properly. Just meander down there with a cup of coffee and have at it. <laughs> Recording in comfort definitely sounds very nice and a, and a nice uh, uh, bonus uh, luxury to have as well. That's <laughs> great. So that does leave me. So uh, for new for no strings, like um, what was like the writing recording process? Well, I would say mostly the writing process uh, for no strings. Most of the songs I would come up with some sort of guitar line or music line, and. I can usually tell pretty quickly if it's something Janet's going to be interested in or if she's not, because once she hears something that she's interested in, it, she's guns blazing. And she comes in and starts adding her touch and, you know, writing the rest of the music lines and lyrics and things like that. And it, it it's pretty amazing to hear, like for me, like if I have an idea in my head, how it ends up coming out. I mean, we're... I think we complement each other really well. And if I were to write a song from start to finish, it's going to probably sound like a song from 1987, you know, that Rat might have did or something. And But Janet has a different way of approaching it and thinking that I think makes the spin, you know, as a whole, something unique and special and different. No, it, yeah, it's good because we both add elements that, you know, sort of bring it to the next level. And that's, you know, that's what you want in a partner. You have your own vision, but, you know, if you have somebody that can help you bring it up a little bit, you know, it's just, it's that much better. Well, and that's another thing too, like Janet's creativity is so out of this world. I mean, she's so good at thinking outside the box, but it, it works and it always sounds so good, whatever she comes up with and her twists are brilliant. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, a great... I, I feel the same way about him. You know, I mean, we definitely, the great thing is that we're very different in the way that we, you know, approach music and we have different influences, different enough that we add, you know, more dimension to each other's ideas. But we have similar tastes so that, you know, I, I know most of the time I go, oh, he's going to dig this, you know, most of the time. And then there's other times where it's, I'm wrong. I'm like, I don't think he's going to like this. And I'll, you know, play it or sing it for him. And he'll go, oh, my God, that's awesome. I love it. And vice versa. You know, there's times where I'll get up in the morning and he, he will have been down there like two o'clock in the morning while I'm asleep, drinking beer, you know, and I'll go, I got this idea, but it's a little out there and I'll listen to it and I'll go, it's different, but I love it. It's brilliant. So it's fun. We have a lot of respect for each other. And I think that's what kind of keeps us, you know, from getting upset with each other because we know we can feel the respect and so you don't get so offended 
if something you're doing, if, if he's not loving something I'm doing, I know I'll find something he's going to love. So, so it works out. It's great. No, I'm really glad that, you know, everything, you guys work very well together, but also having that respect is very important, you know, between each other. That way, you know, you come up with, you know, really great, uh, you know, compliment each other very well and come up with really great ideas, but also have that respect that if it doesn't work out, you know, you guys can come up with a different idea as well. Right. Well, that's the great thing is because we have such a constant flow that if an idea is just an idea and if it doesn't pan out, you move on. Next. And that's another nice thing too, back to, you know, having our studio in our home, it allows us that freedom that if something doesn't work out, oh, it's not the end of the world, you move on. And Right, we, but it's not like we just wasted $500 worth of studio time on a dud idea. And what we found too is a lot of times those dud ideas, you know, you revisit them a couple months later with a little bit of a new idea to add to it. And all of a sudden it works now and now it's inspiring again and it's fun and it's a new song. Right, if you walk away sometimes, and you come back and you listen to it with a fresh perspective, you hear something special in it that you didn't know was there before. And it's, it's cool. Oh, no, for sure. You know, having, you know, coming, revisiting things, as you said, you know, you give a different perspective on, or sometimes enough time has passed that like you kind of have like different, uh, you know, different eyes on it or different ears on it. Uh, right. That it kind of changes your own like internal perspective. Right. Yeah. Or a different experience that you had that, you know, you can add, that new experience you just had to something that <clears throat> you didn't think was interesting before. Definitely, exactly, exactly. So I, I'm curious because I hear like a lot of different like styles of music and like no strangers and like really hard rocking songs. There's some more like bluesy, you know, a little bit more mellow songs. So for like you guys, like is it just like different ideas you guys come up with, or like um, like just how, how do you come up with like there's just different styles of music throughout the whole album? You know, it's whatever we're feeling in that moment. And nothing is ever pre-planned. You know, we've tried that in the past where we said, the next album, let's make it more of a blues rock album. And it never works like that. And we'll we, do a couple songs like that. And then we're bored. Right. And then we're on right, Let's the, do something different. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, listening to this album as a whole now, and like you said, there are a lot of blues elements in it. And that's kind of new for us to do that. And at the time, you know, we heard it, but didn't really hear it. And I don't know, now I listen to this and go, wow, it's diverse, but consistent at the same time. Everything does make sense working together on this album. So it, it's fun. And it's fun to go off into a different direction sometimes just to keep it fresh, just to keep it like you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And we try not to limit ourselves to that either. Like, well, is this going to be too far out of left field? It's like, yeah. well, so what? Yeah. You know, let's give people something different. And not every song is going to be everyone's favorite. And that's <laughs> the beauty of it is people can, you know, make their own choice of like, well, I don't really, you know, that's not my favorite. Skip it. Oh, no, for, for sure. But like when I was listening to this album, you know, preparing for this interview, like I, I noticed that like, I had to listen to like the whole thing. Like it just flowed so well that like the songs just go like one after the other. I was like, I was, I was going to like go to bed or something. I was like, you know, what? I want, I want to stay up. I want to finish this album just because oh, I really oh, like the flow of it. So it. And I'm so glad you said that because in today's world with Spotify and streaming, I think that's the problem. You know, when you had CDs or albums, 
you would listen from the first song to the last song. And there's a reason why songs are put in certain orders because it's the consistently and it gets the message across. But when you're streaming, a lot of people, you know, if you go to Spotify, the top five songs of somebody's music catalog, they'll listen to it and they're not getting the whole picture. They're only getting part of it. But when you do what you did, you get it more. It kind of makes sense. For sure. And a lot of times if, you know, you come from listening to one song and then it goes into another one, a lot of times the tempo feels funny to me. I'm like, no, we can't put that there because it doesn't feel right after that song. And if people are listening in a cockeyed order, you, you have no control over that. Right. So it doesn't always, I, I don't think it, it does all the songs justice. Right, because that's another crucial part is when you're all done and like with this album, we had a set of 12 songs. And I mean, we spent a lot of time picking the order of the songs. We didn't know, you know, which should go first, which should go second. So, you know, it was really a thought out process that I think a lot of people don't realize goes into making an album. A lot of thought, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Okay, let's try them in this order. No, I don't think that one really works so great after this one. Oh, let's try another order and then try another order and... A lot of work goes into that that, yeah, people don't realize. You don't just throw them on there and off it goes. Yeah, so I think it's awesome that you said that and that, yeah. that's how you listen to it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love, you know, albums. I love CDs. Like, I still listen to CDs in my car, mostly because, like, it's an 03 and I, all it has is a CD player. But, like, that's my favorite way. Plus, like, listening in your car, like, you get, like, I hear, like, different things. Like, if I listen to my computer then I listen, like, on my car, like, I, I hear, you can hear more things. It sounds better, in my you opinion. You nailed it. You know, even us. CDs on, sound way better than MP3s. Our own sure. album, you know, a lot of times we'd record it. And when we were mixing and mastering it, we had to bounce it down to like an MP3. And then you go to the car, you do the car test and you listen. It's like, okay. And you go back and forth. Well, when the record was done and the label sent us copies of our finished CD and you put a wave file that's on a CD in your car stereo, I was even like, oh my God, it's like a blanket came off all of a sudden. It's... I, it, I don't care what people say, it sounds better. I 100% agree. That's why, like, I still have a huge CD collection, and, like, people are like, oh, that's so, like, it just, you know, CDs, it's so outdated. I'm like, no, it's not. You have to, like, really appreciate listening to, like, CDs or vinyl or physical copies in general, I yeah. should say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. You hear more high ends, you hear, there's just more sound there. And like you said, you hear little instruments or little parts that might be hidden in the background. Well, suddenly they stand out more when you're listening to a CD. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. That's how I like when I used to do like album reviews when I first started this podcast. And like what I always try to do is like, I got to listen to the album, in my car. Cause that way if I'm missing anything or picking up new things, like I, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely very cool. I'm in the same boat. I my car is like one of the last that still has a CD player in it, and I'm due for a new one. But I don't want to get rid of my car because I don't want to lose the CD player. I know. Yeah, I don't. Doesn't have a CD player now, so it's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? <laughs> we need that that extra, you know, because when we get ready to do the final like mastering and turn it in, we need to listen to it on like eight different sources earbuds, headphones, um, two different cars, like a little boom box, all right. different, you know, the phone speaker, you know, you need all those sources. And now we're down, we're short one source. My car has no CD player. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've been getting, getting rid of like all the, you know, nowadays, I think like in the last couple of years, like there's no cars with CD players in them, you know, oh, new cars no. anymore. 
And it, it's a shame. At least that's why, like, I'm not upgrading for a very long time. I'm keeping my car as long as I can because yep. the, the CD if player. It, even if it doesn't run, you have to keep it in the driveway for the CD player. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, it just, and it's so cool for you guys that you, you test it out on all of those different mediums of speakers just to make sure that you, you're ensuring the best quality for anyone, no matter what they're listening to and how they're listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, especially with this album in the past, you know, we write, we record and we get a couple, we get it to the point where we think it sounds really good and we're happy and we're so pleased looking back at this album. We really didn't leave any I's dot, not dotted or T's uncrossed. We spent a lot of time. We had some songs that had 60 different mixes on it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, just basically like a mad scientist to go crazy. And then he did that. You get, you get into like mix number 60 and you go and you listen to it and you go, uh-oh, it sounded better 10 mixes ago. And then you got to backtrack and figure it out because I know double-edged sword. went so deep on this one with the sonic stuff. You know, he would play it for me and I'd be like, well, I liked it two weeks ago. It's fine. It's great. And he was just so determined to, you know, get, get to that next level. And then you don't really realize it until I do compare it to how far we've come. And he nailed it. Thank you. Yeah, he nailed it. So I'm curious for you guys, like, when do you know when a song is complete? Like, how do you just feel it? Do you like hear it? Like, how do you know? You almost don't know. I cut him off. Yeah. They basically came Stop. To, she, she called the center and was threatening <laughs> to send me away for a couple of weeks. He did a 12 step program by it, the end of this last hour. It was almost that point. I mean, you do get to the point where you're kind of going mad. It's, it's a double edged sword. Um, like I said, in one hand, you can try to achieve what you heard in your head originally. Like, I love the sound of this kick drum. I want this kick drum thunderous. It, it's great. But there is a point where, and I found with this album, that you know, usually most people go to a third party to have the mastering stage or the mixing stage just because it's another set of ears. Um, and we didn't do that. So what I did finally at one point was after three years said, okay, next Saturday, I don't care what it sounds like anymore or what it is, but next Saturday at two o'clock, it is done. Whatever is there is there and that's what we're putting out. Well, we always seem to have a problem song or two. Right. On every album where it's like, some of them just fall together and the mix is great it, pretty quickly and you can hear everything and it's got the, the dimension you want and everything's great. And we always have a couple of songs that are just like, God, it just doesn't sound as good as the other ones. Why not? Yeah. And we can't be, it makes you crazy. Well, it makes you what mental. Is, why can't we get this one to sound as good as the one before it? And that's when it gets really frustrating because you don't want to put something out there that doesn't sound as good as the rest of the album. Right. You know, but there's only so much you can do because each song is different and there's different elements and, you know, the background vocals are different and you have to treat each one differently because they're different songs. So it, it, it can make you nuts. It really can make you nuts. But like Justin said, you have, you have to kind of set deadlines for yourself. Otherwise you'll never put it out there. Right. No one will ever hear it. It'll be Chinese democracy by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> 20 years later, we'll yeah. be like, oh, it's still not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is very true. You have to, like, you know, to ensure your own sanity with everything as well. You have to ensure, like, you know, 
they this this is the best we're gonna do. This is the time limit, you know, the deadline we're gonna put on this. No, not yeah. to put like just throw something out there, like, but just to make sure that like this is the best we're gonna do, you know, with all of these songs as well. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. So and I did want to talk about, so obviously uh, I very much enjoyed No Strings and I enjoyed chatting uh, about the album with you guys, but I did want to also talk about, you guys have some uh, upcoming uh, acoustic performances uh, coming up. So like, I'm, I'm curious for you guys. So like um, for those shows, like the acoustic shows, like do you prepare a set list for the shows or do you kind of just like feel it out? Like, Hey, this is what we're feeling today. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, there's guys out there in, in bands that are, pro at that stuff the acoustics of john karabi um you know is one of them mike tramp is another that can do that but for us we're still kind of getting our feet wet in the water so yeah we make a set list out you know and we practice the songs like crazy and what's kind of cool is is you know acoustics a different animal and it's allowed us practicing to come up with different versions of these songs so that when we do because 80% of our shows are full live electric band shows with our other two guys that play out live with us. Um, so the acoustic thing's kind of fun that we can play the song that we've been playing, you know, we've done a hundred times already, but now put a different spin on it. And it makes it special, it makes it fun. So yeah, we definitely, especially with acoustic too, we, we practice like crazy because you don't have that wall of sound to hide behind. You're You're vulnerable out there. And if you hit a bad note, everybody's going to hear it. And, you know, for me, I can't blame, blame the bass player because he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could try. I don't know how well that would go over. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice, too, because it gives us a chance to, you know, make the songs more intimate. And, you know, uh, I think the sometimes the emotion comes through a little bit better than when you're just, like, loud and crazy, a little more subtlety. I, it's it's been nice because and things evolved as as we're playing these acoustic shows each time we try things a little differently and i think we've come up with some nice arrangements for some things that are different people don't expect it they'll go oh that's a cool take on that song that's different and it also too we get to do different songs i mean we get to pull out songs that normally wouldn't translate well into the electric you know version of what we're doing and we can play more of our acoustic numbers that we've recorded over the years that you know we, it's so it's fresh it's kind of exciting and and we were nervous about it we kind of went kicking and screaming that you know we don't want to do acoustic we're not doing we <laughs> we're not our, acoustic people our agent was yeah. our agent was on our case for years asking us to do acoustic gigs and we would turn them down and yeah. now that we've done it it was kind of one of those that you dreaded going into it but when you walked out and you did it we went that was fun. That was actually really, really yeah. a good, great time. Well, I'm glad you guys are really like enjoying it. Like, how did so? Like, what kind of like turned the tables? Like, okay, we're going to start doing this. Does anything kind of persuade you guys to to start doing it? We had. We live in Chicago, and um, there was a guy who was having a. He throws these big block parties or house parties, and he had asked us to do an acoustic show and. We debated, we went back and forth. And we were, there's nothing better than being able to drive 30 minutes to play a gig and be able to come home and sleep in your own bed because most, most of the time we got to get on an airplane, fly to the gig. So we figured, oh, what the hell, let's give it a try and, and go do it. So we went and that was our first, when we were done, went, 
that was that wasn't that bad. That was kind of cool, and it was easy. We didn't have to when we do these, even if they are fly dates. Now, because we've done a couple acoustic gigs like that, it's easy. It's smaller overhead, and you just, it's just the two of us. We just bring two acoustics. Bring to a, a guitar, gig. ready to go. You're done, and that's it. Plug and play, and it's great. I oh, know for sure a lot a lot uh, easier for you guys, and you know less overhead. You know. Uh, you know, guitars are way easier to travel than like, you know, a whole drum set or, you Absolutely. know, anything like that as well. So I, I'm glad you guys are really uh, enjoying it. So like for you guys, do you have a favorite song to perform acoustically? Uh, my, one of my favorites is off our second album called Kicks Me Back. It was kind of our first, it's a rock song, but it has a little bit of a country detuned sound to it and i love acoustics when they're detuned there's something just it adds that bottom bassy end to it and janet just sings the hell out of it and i love playing that and that's when we don't do electric and we only do acoustic and yeah i have a lot of fun with that and it's just great just you know it's a foot stomper of a song so even though we don't have our drummer unfortunately with us we're stomping our feet the audience stomps their feet and it's like somebody's got a big giant kick drum going at the same time it's a blast i like that one too and i like a way to your heart oh right i think that one comes off nice yeah acoustically that's another one off the same album yeah your place in the sun which yeah yeah no right on very very good picks with uh with everything your, your explanations behind it as well uh so i'm i'm glad as I said, everything going really great for you guys with the acoustic shows um, and everything. But uh, I do got just a few more things to be wrapping this up. I had an awesome time chatting with you guys. I very I much like appreciate it. it. Uh, so my really last uh, big question, I know this is a little bit challenging, but I, I'm curious for you guys, um, what have been some of your favorite moments from your musical career so far? Oh, God, that's... That's harder than I thought it would be to answer because just the fact that we even get to do what we do is such a highlight. And, you know, to try to narrow that down. Go for it, honey. I'm thinking, oh my God, you've stumped me. And it's a, kind of such Oh, a, really? Okay. My, my apologies for that. Don't worry. No. Um, You know, I mean, for me, it's when an album is finished, when we've completed a new album, it's like having a new child. Um, you know, we start it. Sometimes it takes a little longer than others. And you're sitting with three or four songs on an album that, you know, you need at least six more to go. And when it's finished and the label sends you the copy of the CD and you're looking through the book and you're looking all that and, and you pop it in the player and you hear what you created, you know, I, it's every time we've done an album that to me it just it feels so good i just i love that feeling of creating that creating something just period that you know people around the world are going to hear and it's just so neat when you see little write-ups in japan and it's in japanese letters and stuff and it's like wow they're talking about what we did at home it's very rewarding no i agree that creative process for me is so therapeutic and so satisfying that yeah every time you complete a work there's a, a feeling of accomplishment that 
you can't beat that. No. You really can't. I mean, there's been other things, yeah, playing like the first arena show ever in front of a whole bunch of people and you're just like zzz, buzzing. Those kinds of things are really exciting. Every time you get up in front of a crowd, small or large, it's just, it, it's such a great feeling to share your music. Share, you know, cause it's a part of you and you have all these people that are relating to you and it's awesome, it's amazing. Yeah, and you know what, actually now too, I think besides that stuff, we did right before COVID happened, we toured Australia. And it was the first time either of us had ever been to Australia. And we were out there for close to two weeks. That was a bucket list thing that was awesome and just spectacular. And we all had the time of our lives out there. So that's definitely one thing yeah. I'll never forget. That was the highlight. That sounds like some really great moments. Sorry, I put you on the spot a little bit with that oh. one. But uh, yeah. I... I it was really quite definitely agree with like releasing music. Like you connect with people that like, you know, around the world, like people you don't even know and you're like connecting with them through music. It's a universal language and it's really awesome to be able to speak that language. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, for sure. For sure. So now uh, looking at the future now, like what's like the rest of the plans for you guys for the rest of this year, 2023? We've, We've got a handful of shows we're going to be going out and doing. Um, we started about two weeks ago. Uh, we played a show with Queensryche, ironically, at a theater where we first met. So that was really special. So we got to go back and, you know, had extra special moments to it. And, um, yeah, and then we've got a couple acoustic shows, like you had mentioned. And we've got a couple electric full band shows to do before the year is out. And after that, probably as much as we said we were going to take a break from it, the next album's gonna happen. I mean, we just, we can't, it's in our blood. We can't stop. Right. And then also too, on the 18th, there's a new documentary coming out on Paramount Plus um, that they came and they filmed and they did a lot of filming with Janet, you know, talking about the history and, you know, being in the music scene through the eighties and stuff. And they came to our studio, got a little behind the scenes and it was back when we were still working on No Strings. So there's some behind the scenes footage of us actually recording the new album on there and that that comes out uh, next tuesday yeah it's called i want to rock the 80s metal dream <laughs> oh well right on definitely looking forward to checking that out uh it sounds Fun. really cool i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna check it out uh so that sounds really awesome so uh for you guys before we sign off um where are the best place to find uh garner james online um facebook um Gardner James on there. Um, we both have personal pages on there as well. Uh, JanetGardnerMusic.com is the website, and that has everything, our YouTube videos, our tour dates, uh, news of what's happening, what we're up to. Um, YouTube, Gardner James or Janet Gardner, you can look up on there. You can get your physical copy of the album um, from Pavement. From paper, Amazon, though. And, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Very good. You'll find us everywhere. All the typical spots besides <laughs> TikTok. We did dabble in TikTok, but our kids had to show us how to use it and forget about and it. And I get stuck. It. I get stuck on the funny animal video. Right. She gets distracted. I, I can't. I. They keep popping up, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so cute. I I can't stop watching the animal videos on TikTok. <laughs> 
So everywhere pretty much but TikTok. <laughs> Even though we do have a TikTok page, there's not a whole lot to see on there. <laughs> no, I, I got you for sure. I will leave some links uh, for you guys in the description of this podcast as well. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I had such a great time chatting with you guys. I appreciate uh, the interview. I appreciate chatting with you guys. It was very fun. Oh, Matthew, thank you Thanks, so much. Matthew. This was a blast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs> Of course, for Justin James and Janet Gardner, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.